Today is Monday, March 4th, and the Yankees are in the middle of spring training, and everyone is homering. Everyone's hitting a homer. Homer for you, homer for me. Everyone's hitting a homer besides Giancarlo Stan, because he doesn't do batting. He doesn't do spring training the way other players do. Well, let's talk games. Oh. Stan's got one hit, but I don't think he's trying to get hits. Doesn't hit. Yeah. What's up? Welcome back to Talking Yanks. Thank you for joining us on this fine Monday morning, Sunday night, if you're with us live and the people that may be with us live, Jake, are Erica, Miguel, Serda. Would you say Serda? Soft C there? I think Serda. Serda. KP Watershed, your boy. My ben, boy. Ben McKinney. Seen him out and about yep. on the Twitter world a lot. Alex Joseph. It'd be cool if, what do you think his friends call him, Joe Alexander? Nope. You get see what I did, though? Yeah. That was smart. That was pretty cool. Brian Knotts, co-founder of the Stockton Knot Company, I'm guessing. We think he's family with Stockton Knots, right? He is family. I know that to be fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, come on. We're, <laughs> we're a Knots podcast now. Yeah, yeah. Knots just got married last May. Happy. I, I, I don't even want to joke about this, but I think I'm, you might make a Knots shirt. <laughs> just a Stockton Knot shirt. <laughs> Big Stockton Knots. Uh, it's a really, it's a really good. I said Knot Company, and his wife was like, "What the fuck's a Knot Company? Rope Company? There's got to be rope companies out there." Do we have? And to close off our patrons, do we have one of our coolest names coming up right now? Yeah, is this a real name? Um, I'm gonna go uh, Xavier Vega. Yeah. Would you go Xavier or just Xavier? Xavier. Xavier? Xavier. I think all Xaviers hate Xavier. I think. I don't know. I never met one. But yeah, those are our most recent those are our most recent Patreon subscribers, and we appreciate them. We're gonna do the raffle coming up for the February winner is gonna happen either after this show or before next show. But if you support us on Patreon, it's two dollars a month. You get a lot of extra uh, footage. I've, I've been posting some extra footage, like the vlog from our first day down there is up. A mini biography we did on Yogi Berra is up. You get access, live access and early access to the podcast. Uh, what else do we give them, Jake? They can win a jersey. You can win. We Do we give away two jerseys a month now? Yeah, two. One via contest, one via raffle. So one to reward the creative minds and one to award uh, anyone, whoever. <laughs> So thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah, guys, $2. It, it really helps us win a jersey. You know, half a Starbucks coffee. Um, That was lame. I do, Jim, I have one thing I want to be kind of slutty about. Okay, what is it? Something we don't do a lot. Yeah. I uh, I was I was flying back today um, from Salt Lake. We'll talk about that a little bit. But um, I so I was getting my podcast ready. And I was like, "All right, let me, uh, you know, check out check out a little bit of my talking yank stuff." It's a little weird. We we can't listen back to all our stuff, but I was like, "I'll poke my head in." And then I was like, "Yo, I haven't looked at the reviews in a while," which the reviews used to be a little nice pick me up now and then. You know, I'd I'd look at my piece of rope hanging from the closet that that Mo from the Simpsons gif. I go through the reviews, and they're a lot of them are so super nice. Um, so we really appreciate that. We got a bad one recently. I'd like to re- read it. The review is titled Bad, One Star, mm-hmm. written by Iggles. Iggles. These guys are idiots. And I don't so, know. like, I Why don't... Why does that get us one star? I don't disagree with the review. Yeah, I'm saying... Let me say that. That's uh, it's like a, it's a great review if you're trying to tell someone to listen to Talking Yankees. They're two Yankee fans. They're idiots. Like, that's, that's basically my description. We're a bunch of idiots that like Yankee fans. That like the and, Yankees. 
Yeah, and we, I mean, we have, our, we're rated five stars of the 518 ratings. We really appreciate that. But if you haven't left us a rating, can you go in and just, you could write the same thing, just give us five stars. I just can't look at that one star. That's hurting me. So you can well, write bad, Iggles. Maybe we'll find a good keyword during this episode. R- remember the arugula experience? That was you, good times. You just want someone to push the Eagles review down so it's not the main review. Yeah, like everything else is great, but it's the first one I see right now. It's 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 on point, but the stars kind of suck. Yeah, the stars are just uh, a miss. So uh, the podcasting that, world is stupid. I wish that the reviews didn't matter as much as they do, but they do. It's all dumb. Whatever. That's how it works. How are you doing, Jimmer? I'm good. I'm good. Good. Just crushed some rice and rice in front of your face. Made you wash. Why can't I talk? I've been having a lot of trouble talking. While recording these last couple days. Is that a problem with your current career choices? I just crushed some rice. I forced you to watch me as I crushed the rice. There's a lot of R's and C's there. I kind of get it. Yeah, well, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm excited. I just, oh, there was two games on today to keep it Yankees. There was the home and away. There was Yankees versus Tigers in Tampa and Yankees versus Tigers in Lakeland. So split squad. So all the good guys were playing, and it's my first time this season kind of sitting down and trying to make videos and GIFs while watching the game, you know? Right. But there's two games at once, and Rusty DM'd me. He was like, are you watching the other one? I was like, oh, shit, they're both on TV. Yeah. So then I had both of my desktops up, and I was doing it. And at one point, Jake, it was so fun because it was Brett Gardner homered, Judge homered the next to bat, then in the away game, Voight homered. Voight, yeah. And then they, it just it was all in one shot. So it was pretty cool. So I was today. I, today felt like the first day, and maybe it was because there was two games. Today felt like almost real baseball. Well, like, there was good lineups, and it's a Sunday, so a lot of people were paying attention. Sunday double games. Um, you know, Detroit rolled out that former top prospect, now bum Daniel Norris. Uh, so the boys were raking. We're going to talk about that. I got excited for you. Why? Because it was Tanaka throwing to Gary? I could just tell you were in your element. And yeah, like Tanaka was on the bump. Like there there was really, like if you wanted to get mad about seeing Kyle Holder play a little bit, like at this point in the year, uh, GFY. So yeah, it was, it was a really exciting day, man. Tanaka is awesome. Did you see, shout out to our buddy, John Corby. He messaged me that these socks that say Tanaka, that Tanaka's face on them and Gary's face on them, I tweeted out there were three bucks. Yeah. So I have now full-length socks, one a pair of Gary and one a pair of Tanaka, and I think I'm going to have to wear those when Tanaka pitches to Gary. Ooh. The easiest $6 I ever spent, although in the summer it's going to be so hot. Yeah, you're going to be hot. There's going to be a lot of foot coverage. I don't love it, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, I live in a beach town, so it's usually a no-sock, no-shoe life for me. Wear them on your hands. Oh, okay. That's Problem perfect. solved. Then I can then I can see them. A lot of sloppy easy. tweets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cut fingers out like a oh bike, god, like a biker. <laughs> it's it's another Tanaka Gary game. Jimmy's tweets are going to be terrible. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Well, he wears these socks. He wears socks on his hands. <laughs> yeah. All right, this was talking Yanks. You guys are great. No, no. We- let's 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 get it. All right. Well, first storyline that's not really Yankees is that Harper signed. Really? Yeah, he signed, man. 13 years, uh, $330 million, no opt-outs, a no-trade clause. So he's a Philly, man, for 13 years. You'll be dead in 13 years. Hopefully, I'll have some kids hanging around. It's wild. That was a fun, everyone doing their 13-year flashback on Twitter. I uh, Yeah, I, I didn't have a driver's license. I didn't graduate high school. Um, Did you get your driver's license late? A little bit. I was, I, A, I'm, I was late for the grade. And, uh, I, like, I wasn't going to have great access to a car. So I, there was no rush for me. I think I waited till, like, after soccer season was over, senior year. So, yeah, I mean, I was late. I was going to say 16 is normal license, licenses. Jim, I, I, a little, if you're, if you're a sports fan and you kind of saw it with the Tigers a few years back. If you want your team to go all in, you need an older owner who, you know, might be on his final legs. Because that's basically what the Phillies owner said. He was like, 
he's he had a direct quote that was like, you know, I've I've made a ton of money. I don't really care about that anymore. Like I I want a winner, <laughs> and it's like, damn, that's good for Philly. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I, we 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 don't have to do a deep dive on this, but we we've talked about it a little bit. But man, a lot of free agents ended up getting paid pretty well. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's like still it, some out there. Keiko's still out there. Andrew Jones and still, Kimbrell, not, uh, are, are, Adam Jones. Although I hear I hear Kimbrel Kimbrel's negotiations were going with the Nationals, I think. I don't know if there's been any update on that. We'll we'll see where it all lands, but uh yeah, good uh good for Bryce. I think we've got a voicemail about it, so we'll talk about it a little more, but let's just play it now and get all Bryce out. Okay. Is it the is it the first voicemail I have lined up? I believe so. Hey guys, this is Andrew. I'm calling for Talking Yanks down here in Atlanta. Still trying to get rid of all these salty Braves fans talking about the 96 World Series. But I had a couple of quick thoughts on the Bryce Harper deal. I really think that back when Robinson Cano was a free agent, the Yankees front office shifted their school of thought and didn't want to give him longer than seven years. He obviously eventually took 10 and went to Seattle, and now he's back with the Mets. But I thought that was an important step for them to realize that having a guy at 39 to 42 was never going to work out. They'd learn after being spurned by A-Rod. Now, again, this year, they weren't really engaged in conversation, but by them staying away completely because Harper clearly wanted the most years possible and having a guy through age 39 season for 13 years with no opt-outs is crazy. I really can do nothing but applaud the front office for deciding that that's not worth it and not getting locked up with at best, an A-Rod or an old Carlos Beltran or even how the Angels view Albert Pujols and at the worst, a Jacoby Ellsbury or someone who you'd rather cut off the lineup and just eat the money. But I think the Phillies really screwed themselves this year. All right. He thinks the Phillies are idiots for signing this, that the Yankees were smart for not getting Harper. So that's what I wanted to pose to you. If the If the Yankees said, we signed Harper, this exact contract, 13 years, right. $330 million, no opt-outs, a no-trade clause, what would your reaction be? Now, we'd bite the bullet and say, we got Harper. We're going to win now, and whatever's after that's good. But it is a crazy contract. Man, we'd, we'd be stoked. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. We'd be talking Harper's going to be a Hall of Famer. We're, we'd be saying this team has the is going to be the next Yankees dynasty. We'd be talking about you know a, who, who knows three titles in the next five years. I think if I if we signed Harper to that contract and I posted like wow I I could see the Yankees winning three in the next five years. People would be like yo that's kind of low, bro. Like that that would be the excitement and expectations in Yankees country right now. You know is is the end of the contract going to be bad? Probably. But I know you and you talked about this a little bit, but it's there's there's some fun parts to it. Like the money's not that outrageous. The NL is probably going to have the DH by then. I'm taking credit for for that statement, and I think you took that from our buddy Craig Calcaterra. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know, man. We we'd be stoked. We'd be stoked. I what 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 do you got? And then I've got a question I want to send your way, Jim. I'd be confused. I, I, I'd be stoked, of course, and I can spin myself into saying, yeah, well, we're going to win two now, and then whatever's good is good. But the no opt-outs, I, I don't know how the money worked out. I didn't see it. But, I mean, when he turns 36, 37, 38, 39, and you're paying him 25 mil a year, and you can't trade him, I mean, that's going to be no fun, so they better win in the next couple of years. It'll, it'll be like almost that second A-Rod contract a little bit. But m- worse, because... Even but, more. Yeah, no suspension or anything like that. Um, Jim, here's here's yeah. one for you. Mm-hmm. This we came into this offseason, Machado, Harper, Corbin. Yeah. Knowing the contracts they got, if you had to have those guys on the Yankees, what would you rank it? You know what I'm saying? I I phrased that pretty poorly. Say that again, yeah. So if you so with the current contracts they got. Yeah. Harper 13 330, Machado is what 8 for 300 and Corbin was 6 for 130 or something like that. Yeah. If so with those contracts, if you could have those guys on the Yankees, what order would you have them in? Contracts factored in. Ooh, Machado, Harper, Corbin? I think so. I think that's where I'm at too and it's 
It's a little weird because I've seen a couple people come out of the woodwork right lately. My my twenty percent fanhood theory that I've been pushing lately that swings the pendulum on what you say. A lot of people have been like, I'm glad we didn't pay that for Machado and Harper, but I still think we should have got Corbin. And it's like, when Corbin signed that contract, it was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> this this guy has like one good season in the past few years. So I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting. I think the big thing that it circles around that you and I have said a lot is that if the Yankees don't get a championship in the next two, three years... I mean, it's going to be egg all over Cashman's face because this this was a chance to to go for the kill. But he believes in these young guys, and they should. I mean, I, back to my my twenty percent persuading yourself to believe things and things you should believe, dude. I went through like Glaber and Anduhar stats again today, and I was like, Jesus, these guys were rookies. If these guys get better, which they should. <laughs> They're going to be Rally God. Rally God. So Cashman believes in this crew. He's re-signing Hicks. He wants to re-sign Judge, Didi, Batances. So he he believes. They got a lot of good players, the Yankees do. Hot takes only. Yankees podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about Danny Farquhar. Am I saying that correctly? I think so. It's like the scariest last name. So uh, Danny Farquhar, they, he's probably not going to make the team out of camp. Uh, maybe he might, he might not. I would, I would guess not at this point. Yeah, because I think he actually needs to pitch a lot more. But it's a good story, and if you haven't been tuning into spring training, if you don't know anything, uh, I just thought about trying to explain the pronunciation to my grandma. That's a lost oh. cause. Okay. Anyway, he was a pitcher for the White Sox last year, reliever, and he suffered a brain hemorrhage. Yeah. Not like he didn't get hit by a pitch or anything. He pitched an inning, and then he was in the dugout. And then he suffered a brain hemorrhage. He really co- weird. He blacked out. He didn't remember anything. Scary. He like almost yeah. died. Yeah. Yes. He almost died. They had to do his. He, was, he had an rupture in aneurysm that caused his brain to bleed. And they had to do this surgery. And they were like, it was a chance he could never walk again. There was all this crazy stuff. And the Yankees signed him. And uh, Boone said in his co- press conference, like, it's more than just a feel good story. Like, we think he's going to help us at some point. The way they go up and down in. Uh, triple a to the majors and all that stuff yeah. so he pitched for the first time ever or no, he pitched for, pitched for the first time in a real game since the surgery and since it happened and he had like 13 relatives there his little daughter was there and you can hear her on the radio broadcast just screaming like here we go daddy here we go daddy good strike strike him out daddy sign was awesome yeah he got lit up. I think he gave up five oh, hits. Yeah. <laughs> he, got, he gave up five hits, but he came back and his whole the whole team was on the top step applauding him and giving high fives. And he was like crying and stuff. It was really touching, really good. Uh, I think we now just root for him to help the team. But it's a good story, a good comeback story that everyone should know about in, in the, at least. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a really nice story. Um, the beat writers were were great. Lindsey Adler, Hoke, every, Coley Harvey, everyone was all over it. And yeah, the the Yankees fans were in it. The organization. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, his role with this Yankees team, I I, you might not see him at all. If you do, um, here's a couple names from last year. Jim, how about George Contos? One point mm-hmm. two innings. We we kept uh, just waving him and coming back. Or hey, David Hale threw. 10 innings last year so I, I it would be one of those situations if there's some injuries and you know they they don't want to bring up one of the younger guys for the 40 man or something like that uh you might see him out there for a couple innings but it's uh it's an awesome story Romine had a great quote where he's like yeah that's the happiest dude I've ever seen play baseball um so if if you like that stuff you know and and you didn't see it Danny Farquhar he said that it was the most relaxed he'd ever pitched before because like nothing matters now in comparison yeah. to dying. He said he was playing golf and there was like no competitiveness to it at all because he was mm. just like, man, I'm happy to be alive. And he said his golf game was fantastic. He's like, maybe that'll translate to baseball. There you go. Yeah, I mean, when it when it happened, he had like a three month old kid and stuff like that. So literally, all the life flashed through your eyes stuff. So it's it's uh it's pretty cool. I was I was when I was hearing about the story and listening to him pitch and stuff, I was like the Yankees have so many comeback player of the year candidates on their roster right now. They have Farquhar. Like if like if he people were giving me shit about this tweet, but so I'm gonna explain each one. Farquhar, okay. 
if he pitches, if he comes to the major, if someone gets hurt and he's in our bullpen and he's like pitching the whole year, easy candidate. Gary Sanchez had a terrible year last year, was injured a lot. I don't know if he would actually get it. I don't know the qualifications. Like, do you have to be injured? Can you just be terrible and then get it? It's a loose award. Yeah, there's there's no firm rules around it. I think there's there's been both. There's been injuries. There's been weird stuff. There's been terrible to good. Okay, so Gary can definitely get it. Yeah. Bird, he can get it. Yeah. Jacoby Ellsbury, people were like, I can't <laughs> believe you included Ellsbury. Like, obviously, I don't think Ellsbury's going to play a game. But if he did, he could get yeah. it. And then there was one more. Tulo. Yankees have a lot of lot of leaders in the clubhouse for comeback story of the year. If Shane Robinson comes back once he's done fouling balls off his face. Shane Robinson fouled a ball off his eye today. <laughs> he, he swung at a fastball down the middle, and then it hit him in the eye. It's impressive. I wonder what happened, because it, it looks scary. All right. Well, yeah, my, he looked my, okay. My intro was everyone homered, and I think that I'm going to title that episode. Yeah. Title this episode, Everyone Homered, because since our last full episode, yeah. Voight homered, Judge homered twice, Guardy homered twice, Gary homered, Tulo homered, Wade homered. Everyone's homering yeah. besides Stan because he doesn't even try to get hits. Yeah, and there's well, we'll talk about some of the fun stuff. I know uh, Brian Hoke had it that Guardy was messing with Judge in the locker room, which awesome on the field. I I tweeted it out. Yeah. As soon as Gardy hit his second home run, he just stared into the dugout and was talking shit. Yeah. And uh, I thought he maybe called it, but now it's like, no, he was just talking shit like, oh, who's the big boy now? You guys think you got power? Whatever Gardy was saying. Which is incredible. And hey, you know, at comeback player of the year, Brett Gardner? I don't know. I, I don't think he was that deep in the rut. But man, I we... We forget. I'm I'm a big advocate of baseball. I mean, you could just have bad years in baseball. <laughs> Look at Gary. I mean, getting old hurts, but I mean, we do forget. 2017 Brett Gardner, 21 home runs, uh, 23 steals, 350 OBP. It it'd be really interesting if he he can come back. And I I I don't I don't think we'll segue there yet. But that guy everyone got excited about in left field isn't having too hot of a spring training so far, baseball wise, or or the quotes we've heard. Clint Frazier, we can go right to him. He got he got okay. hurt today. He got hit in a pitch, yep. and he had to come out of the game. But he said he got hit him in the forearm, and he's fine. Looks scarier than it was from all all the reports because it yeah, was up it, near the wrist hand area, which it looked is like judge. It looked like judge from last year, yeah. and we had the shitty camera in Lakeland that was like yeah. like a weird bad angle. But Clint's also not hitting well. So I put down the stats so far in spring, and these are. These are I'm gonna I'm gonna pre warn. These are tiny sample sizes of spring training baseball. Of spring training baseball. Yeah. So you we're doing this with the giant grain of salt, but the guys yeah. that we said before spring started that we wanted to keep an eye on. Spring training kinda mattered for them. Yeah. Bird, Voigt, Clint, Wade, Tulo. Those are the people that spring training kinda mattered for. I wrote down their stats and when we do full episodes, I'll I'll keep them. In loop. And Clint is the right. only one struggling. He's got three hits. Two of them are doubles. But he's batting 214 and uh, has a 357 slugging uh, and a 710 OPS. 14 at-bats. Yeah. Which is he's getting a lot of at-bats. They're giving Clint the most amount of chances out of anyone else. Him and, and, him he, and Wade are playing the most. And he's still, I mean, he's getting on base. Again, a, one good game in these stats could look a lot better from Clint. And again, it is spring training, but... Uh, yeah, and the, I, all the quotes they came out with, you know, tell him, telling him to kind of chill out in, the, in a nice way the odds are against him to make the opening day roster, but uh, it's still early. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of, I think those quotes were real. I don't think Clint's making the opening day roster. Yeah, but I mean, we, we still forget. I mean, we're, we're what, three weeks out from baseball? Like, yeah. if Clint, Clint Frazier could have a four-home run week next week, and now everything changes. So, I, I'm... You're you're right, but I I think we uh we can't take out our jump to conclusions map yet. I'll say this: my opinion's going to change. It's going to be very very fluid. So right. don't next week don't lock me in and say I oh, thought you said this. We're getting so, cold takes exposed all over you, buddy. Fuck that loser. <laughs> <laughs> on March third, I have Bird and Voigt both on the opening day roster. Yeah, and I are are there any voicemails about the roster stuff, or do we do we want to hit this now, now there's, again? No, there, you no, there's you none. had the nice quote there. Yeah, there's, it's from it's from some it's from an article that I 
can't remember now, so I hate not to give credit, but uh, it's it's info anyone can get. The Yankees, uh, they could go with only twelve pitchers for the first for the first uh, couple weeks because they have four off days in the first nineteen games. Right, and CC might be pushed back, so they can go with only four pitchers for the first nineteen games, which leaves room for Voit and Bird to platoon. But once that those nineteen games are up, they have seventeen straight games, which means they're going to need the fifth starter, which most likely means they're going to go with their eight relievers, and one someone's going to get pushed off the bench. But that leaves room for a four man bench to start the season. So on March third, I'm thinking Clinton. Clint is in AAA, and I'm thinking Voight, Bird, and Wade are all on the big league roster. March 3rd. Yeah, and we're... Uh, March 3rd. Yeah, I, Wade, Wader's been playing solid. We know they like Wade, and he, he's versatile. That It's still a weird concept for me. I, I think I, these things have a way of sorting themselves out. I, I, I don't think we're going to be sitting here, you know... The, the the day before they announce the official roster and there's going to be a big shock by then. But who knows? Yeah. Can we do Bird's stat line? Can I say do it, it, baby? It's fun. In 13 at-bats. <laughs> yeah. 13 at-bats. Well, hey, that's all he's been given a chance at. 13. Yeah. In his small window of opportunity, as of now, Bird is hitting 462. His batting average is 462. 533 on base percentage. He's got six hits, three doubles, and one home run. Yeah. Not bad, Jake. How closely do you think that's linked to me yelling at him, yo, Greg, talking Yanks, Denver? Den- yeah, well, he that was the biggest we've seen him smile. It was a big smile. Yeah, yeah. Well, because um, usually people are yelling at him like, fucking, you suck. Make sure you're healthy. So he was, yeah. he, he liked yeah. it. If you, if you're if you're going to spring training or a game and you see Greg Bird, don't be like, stay healthy this year. That's that's like that's awful <laughs> karma and everything. Well, Adler, be like, go get him, Greggy. Lindsay Adler wrote in her article like he was signing balls for people. Yeah, and he like walked over to sign balls for people, and then as he's signing the ball, they like say rude shit like that. And he's like, "What the fuck? I just walked over here to sign this ball for you." And now yeah. you're going to insult me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tough. And hey, Jimbo, Birdie looks good. He's using the whole field. It's I I had the joke tweet a couple days ago, trying making fun of everyone on Twitter. Not making fun of everyone, but I, I came out with, I was like, wow, Greg Bird hits another one today. Just because like that's, that's how it's going this spring. That's yeah. kind of how it's going to be. And you know what, Jim? That other guy, <laughs> that other guy's hitting too, man. Dude, I... I've fallen. You saw it happen. You saw it live. But I've fallen in love with Luke Voigt's swing. Yeah, his leg kick is beautiful. It's nice and easy. It's, it's kind you of, know it kind of floats I, there like a butterfly for a little bit, and then it just yeah. Smacked. I think hitting coaches normally tell you to shy away from a leg kick because it's one more moving part and one more thing that can go wrong. But his is like he's so powerful, and his leg kick is so delicate. That it's, uh, I mean, it's working right now, which is the biggest part <laughs> of a good a good swing is when it when it produces. Mine never <laughs> it's did. Good man. Judge took away his leg kick, leg kick so far. Yeah, he's not doing a big one, which is interesting to note. Uh, Voit is hitting three hundred with a one point two six four OPS. He's got uh, three hits. Two of them are home runs. Yeah, and like. Powerful home runs. He hit that monster shot off the off the Hooters in St. Petersburg, and then uh, he went he went like oppo, like right center oppo today, and it's just like he's a beast, man. Yeah. Uh, other spring training storylines. Wade is doing good. He's hitting three thirty three, seven thirty three, slugging. He's don't, got five. Don't say, hits. The, don't say the next stat line. Fifteen at bats, five hits. I was talking about the guy under him. Oh, no, I'm just going to say Wade's for now. He had a nice sacrifice, too, today, which was an out, but it led to a run. DJ had a nice single up the middle. Q shot. Why don't you want me to read Tulo's? They're treating Tulo with kid gloves. He's only played two games. Half the at-bats for the rest of I feel like he's going to break my heart, Jim. In what way? The the day I get excited. I know it's coming. 
He's batting 500. He has two home runs. He's fielding it well at shortstop. I know there's going to be a day when I get excited about Troy Tulowitzki playing, and that when that day happens, he's, his arm will fall off or something. That'd be interesting. It'd be a weird injury. It'd be real hard to be comeback player from the year from that. But he looks good, Jim. Yeah, he does. And yes, day by day, becoming a Tulo believer. Day by day. Day by day by day. All right, let's just go to voicemails. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hey, guys, this is John calling from Richmond, believe it or not. <laughs> Love the show. Love the Scrubs reference. Probably one of the only six people in the country to get that. Leon Cubes in the shower. I had a quick question. Last year, Yankees set the team record with 267 homers. That's with Stanton leading the team with 38. I know you guys already did the Judge and Stanton combined home run total prediction. Just wondering what you think. Best case scenario, what the team total homers. I think it'd be awesome if maybe Stanton and Judge combined for like 100. Best case scenario, 50 each. You know, Gary has a bounce back. Andohar, Glaber take that next step. Seems like the sky's the limit. Thanks so much. Have a great one. All right, so that was uh, John from Richmond. Believe it or not, are you believing I, it? I'm choosing not to believe it. I think he was I lying. think I found my if if you're gonna leave us a review to save me from that one bad review, put Richmond. Believe it or not, <laughs> I like I like that. What are we? We're talking homers here. Yeah. So this actually leads in nicely because. Coley Harvey, our boy, hmm. has an article all about this. The home run record, Jake. Do you think they're going to break yeah. it? They set it last year, 267. We sell a badass shirt that took me about so much eye screen time to make. I don't know if you don't know about the shirts. There's a two and a six and a seven, and it has 267 names on there that correlate to every single home run hits. Like Wade had a home run. That's on there. Robinson had a home run. His name's on there. It's a cool shirt. Am I going to be making a new one this year, Jake? I mean, Jimmy, let's – I'm just going to do this quick with you. I'm I'm not going to say anything. To a lot of our Red Sox fans – a lot of our Red Sox fans um, come at us for this. Or when when we did the judge stand 100 home runs, they didn't like that. But as a team – I actually, Jim, you know I rarely write articles, but I wrote an article before last year talking about what it would take to break it, and Luke Voigt was kind of the key. That was that was the missing piece. But what if, what if I told you this? Do you think Gary Sanchez can have more than 18 homers this year? Yes. Do you think Greg Bird and Luke Voigt could combine for more than 25 homers this year? Yes. Do you think Glaber Torres can hit more than 24 home runs this year? Mm, I don't need him to, but he can. He can. I mean, he was a rookie. He played 123 games. So, I mean, if you do that math, he can. Yeah. Shortstop gets tricky. When does Didi come back? What's Tulo doing? I mean, we had 27 from Didi last year. Mm. Andujar hit 27 last year. Can he get better? Yeah, he should be able to turn turn a lot of those doubles into home runs. I mean, it's his second year. A couple of those doubles become homers. Brett Gardner put up a 12-burger last year. I mean... He hit 21 the year before. Does Clint get time out there? Do they play Stanton in left? I There's more potential home runs in left field than last year. I think you can say that. Yeah. I think they're going to break it. You know who else thinks they're going to break it? Brett Gardner. Aaron Hicks's goal this offseason was to get stronger to hit more home runs. He hit 27 last year. I We'll see. Judge only had 27 last year. Yeah, that's Aaron crazy. Judge. Yeah. Um, so, how many, yeah, did, man, how many I, did Disco have? Seven? Disco had 11, Romine with 10, Voight with 14, but I added him to the Greg Bird. Uh, Tyler Austin, eight spot. Uh, McCutcheon, five. Higgy, three. Um, Higgy, Higgy, Shane, Higgy. Shane Robinson. So, yeah, I here, here's the thing. It's it's how a baseball season plays out. You don't know who's going to get hurt. You you just don't know who's going to have a big season. Like, like we said with Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres could have an incredible season and finish next year with 15 home runs, <laughs> you know? So I, there's a lot of that that has to play out. 
you know, does Tulo get hurt at some point? I, I haven't even mentioned DJ LeMayhew. He's not a big-time power guy, although he did have, I think, his career high in home runs last year. So we'll see, man. There's there's definite potential for it. I mean, if if you keep Aaron Judge healthy for a full season, I mean, it's <laughs> I think it's easy. All right. Well, this is what Brett Gardner said. We're going to hit more this year. Boom. Boom. Judge said, oh, definitely. You get this whole team healthy, we're going to crush that record that we set last year. Boom. This is from Coley Harvey's article today. And they talk about the – they talk. it's really funny. They talk about the personality uh, – the uh, – the shit talking they were doing. Gardy said, I tell them anyone can hit 50. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. And then uh judge said, let me find this quote. Judge said about Gardner. Anytime he hits two, he starts running his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. And judge said, stay over there, man. That's why we're this far apart. He just kind of mouthed off. And then all of a sudden he hits the second one and he says, Hey, anybody can do it once or twice. What do you guys got? So that's what he said after he hit it. Jim, you want, here's... Wait, here's did you the, hear Judge's response to that? No. Judge responded, I told him anyone can pull the ball. Try hitting one oppo. Ooh, love that. Jim, here's here's my, here's the powerful line everyone can take away, and I'll probably end up tweeting it right now. Judge and Gary combined for, what was it? 27 plus 18. You're the math guy. Was oh, that yeah. 45 homers? 45, yeah. I mean... Judgey hit fifty three in a season. Gary can put up a mid thirties number. I mean, you, I mean, you could you could make up, <laughs> you can add forty plus home runs there. So yeah, it's doable for sure. Hey, talking Yanks. This is Monty from Brooklyn. Just had a quick question regarding any potential trades you guys could foresee. I know Cleveland was tossing around Kluber as potential, knowing we have a lot of. Uh... All right, it cut off. Here's how we're gonna handle this call. I'm, we're gonna gain. A lot of new listeners this season, Jake. Right. That have to that don't know us personally. Right. And that's awesome. That's the goal. And we appreciate it. Uh, I have a strict policy of not talking about things until they need to be talked about. Right. So the season hasn't started yet, and he's asking what trades <laughs> do you see being made? If you want it, I'm gonna put 30 seconds on the clock for you with a hard yeah. out at 30 seconds. Do yeah. you even do you even want that? I like oh uh, well you just because you offered a hard clock. I'm into that aspect. Okay. Hard clock, because I couldn't give a fuck about this question. One, two, give me- three, go. We heard that the Indians could tr- were gonna trade one of their starters before the season. They didn't. They should dominate in the AL Central. I doubt any of those guys become available. They'd have to have a catastrophic season. And more importantly, an AL Central team would have to pick up. Bumgarner's going to be the name we hear all year. We'll see what happens around the deadline. Uh, we, we can't even – you can't think about that stuff. If a pitcher gets hurt tomorrow, we could sign Dallas Keuchel. Boom. Oh, bye. This is Robin from Brooklyn. I love the idea of Giancarlo playing in left field and Anduar moving to DH, but I don't think they're going to do it because of this big contract that Giancarlo's on. I don't think they want to put him out in the outfield with all that money behind him and risk getting injured. I don't know. What do you think? Is that is that part of the issue with that? All right. Love, love you guys. You Bye. Wow. Yeah, a lot of love. Yeah, I think that's very much the issue. Giancarlo can play left field, but they're paying him 20-something mil a year. Uh, for a bunch more years, yeah, they don't want him to grind out left field. And Yankee Stadium's a big, big outfield. So yeah, I think that they they'll use him in left, and I think we'll get into it with uh, the next couple questions. I think, but I I think we're going to see him in left a good amount, but not the everyday left fielder, and that's the reason why because he's a big dude that's getting a lot of money, and you don't want to wear them down. What if I gave you, and I forget if we did this in his PPP. Have we done G's PPP? No, no we, right? No, we haven't done it yet. I'll give you a, a quick over-under teaser. Thank you guys for listening to the PPPs, by the way. 36 games in left field for G last year. Would you go over-under? Over. I'm games? thinking over, too. Just games? Yeah. It, it, it seems like he, w- he was pretty good out there. I, th- I think they're going to try to use it um, when they can, and it makes sense, and if he's healthy. And, I mean, that's... I mean, that's the Death Star lineup. But, yeah, I think, you know, they love Gardy's glove. They, they really do. And currently, Gardy's hit two home runs in his last two at-bats. Yeah, he's outpowering Giancarlo so far, so. Yeah, wow, wow. That's yeah. true. 
All right, next call. John Boy Jake, <clears throat> Ryan South Florida, man. What's going on, guys? I just want to bring up a point, man. I just saw a report saying that uh, Mayhew is supposed to be getting in about 140 games. Can someone explain to me why everybody keeps saying to move Labor to shortstop and then let DJ play second to spell Troy to Lewiski? Does that make any sense? I'm not moving Labor to shortstop. I'm actually going to leave Labor at second base the whole year. He started 109 games at second base. He made 12 errors. He started 15 games at shortstop. He made five errors last year. Leave Glaber at short. I mean, leave Glaber at second. I'm sorry. Let Tulo get spelled by DJ. And I honestly, I think that the experiment at first base is going to fizzle out. And I think DJ will play a majority of his games at first base. So our lineup, our uh, infield lineup will look like uh, DJ, Glaber at second, Tulo, and then DD gets back at short, and hopefully Andujar at third. I just don't understand what's the point of moving this kid back and forth a second to short, man. It just doesn't make any sense. He's the number one prospect. I'm not going to keep moving him from second to short. Could he play shortstop? Yeah, of course, but to me, it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. What do you guys think? All right, man. All right. Later. This whole thing's a juggle. Ryan, thanks for calling. He doesn't want Glaber going over to short. We kind of, when we weren't believing in Tula, we're like, why just do it? Ryan said he's the number one prospect. He's number one prospect. As a shortstop. That's when he was the number one prospect in baseball. It was as a shortstop. Last year was the first year he played a full season or his primary position was second base in his career. He was a shortstop for a while, and then he did some third base when we thought he was going to come up for Headley. And then then he did second base last year, but he is a shortstop. I don't know. And the other quote that Ryan said, Jake, which is what I ties into Giancarlo, is they said they expect DJ LeMayo to play 140 games. Yeah. And he's been getting starts at third base. I think we're going to see DJ at third, Andujar, DH, and Giancarlo once a week. Yeah. I think Andujar will be the five out of, you know, the five out of six game third baseman. But it seems like that's going to be a rotation just to keep spreading it around. It's going to be so interesting because there's so many moving parts to this defensive configuration. If if there's a lefty starting pitcher, I think you go G in left, Andujar to DH, LeMahieu at third, like you were saying. I mean, then it's an all-righty lineup and all really good righties. I've, I've got a fun little comparison for you, Jim, which I – shortstop and NFL quarterbacks. There's There's what, 10 to 15 quality NFL quarterbacks, depending how you want to measure them. You can kind of say the that same seems thing. High. Uh, I mean, it is, it, it, exa- depending how you label quality. But yeah, yeah, yeah. When you actually think of shortstops that can field the position and hit a baseball, there's like 10 to 15 guys in the world that can do that. Um, it's kind of mind bottling a little bit. And Glaber, and again, like we, I'm, I haven't mentioned this in a while, Jimmy. Our boy Cashman's whiteboard. Yeah, there could there could be a version of Brian Cashman's whiteboard where the 2020 starting shortstop for the Yankees is Glaber Torres. So I I don't know. I think we're gonna see him a little bit there this year. I think he you know middle infield. It's still valuable to be able to hit like Glaber Torres showed us he can. But yeah, and it, it's. You can't just measure shortstop and errors, although that was kind of during Glaber's rough period. We're seeing a lot of sad puppy dog Glaber. But if like if if Glaber Torres can play shortstop and improve or keep his hitting numbers, I think we forget like how incredible a baseball player that can do that is. Yeah, I, it's it's confusing because I don't want to move Glaber around a ton. But you're right; like he can do it, so. Let him do it. I don't know, man. It's it's going to be yeah. wild to see. I mean, if Tulo's hit, lot of- if Tulo's hitting, then I think DJ is going to be on a carousel ride around oh, yeah. the infield. Just third base spell Andujar versus lefties. Uh, shortstop spell you're going to spell Andujar once a week versus a lefty at third. He's going to spell Tulo twice a week versus whoever, just because Tulo needs to get eased into things. And then he's going to be a first base. Once a week, that has him four games a week. Now he's then that means we might spell Glaber one day too. 
at at second. And so the, he he's gonna he might be on a carousel ride around the it's infield. gonna it's gonna be carousel injuries help figure things out. Neil Walker played 113 games. The Yank two competitors in the division play in domes and like I I wonder if they'll even let Tulo play two out of three games on on a turf field because teams love making that an excuse. It uh, it it'll work itself out to a degree. Man, I don't want to get people too excited, but dude, talking about that lineup against left-handed pitching and thinking about the Red Sox starting pitchers. Well, one of them, a couple of them are really good. I mean, yeah, but still, I mean, every batter is is a right-handed really quality major league hitter. I don't know. We'll we'll see, but it, it also oh, okay, I'll bring everyone down. It could really suck against Justin Verlander. <laughs> yeah. How many how many starting shortstops last year that have enough games to qualify had an OPS that started with eight? Uh, not not actually thinking about it. I'd say five. Boom. You should nice. not think more often. I'm so good at not thinking. Didi, Lindor, Bogarts, Machado, and Trevor Story. And Machado's playing third now. Yeah. It's just not. What position do you think? What infield position do you think has the most above eight? Third base has 11. Third base, maybe first base, although it's, you know, first base isn't what it used to be in Major League Baseball. They have nine. Catcher probably has what, two? Two. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. People don't realize, like, people judge Gary against just a hitter. Like, they don't judge him against the class of catchers. Because if they did, they'd realize how special his bat is. Yeah. But they just expect him to hit. Remember that guy told me if Gary doesn't hit 30 home runs, it's a bust. It's like right. uh, two catchers in the last 10 years have done that. <laughs> yeah. Three. It was three catchers in the last 10 years have done that, and Gary was one of them. Gary's one, yeah. Like, come on. Judge, judge him against his pool of talent and understand how good he is. Read a book. Hey, guys. It's uh, Eli from Upstate calling for uh, Talking Yanks. I wanted to hear what you guys think about re-signing um, or extending D.D. Gregorius because I'm guessing he's probably going to go in like the 18 to $22 million a year range. And we have Glaber Torres, and I don't know, maybe he, he's a good or great shortstop potentially, and he's also under team control for, I want to say, three or four more years. I know it's at least till 2023. Using him as our shortstop and maybe picking up a cheaper or maybe a prospect uh, second baseman to fill in that role. And unfortunately, obviously everyone loves DD ID too, but you know, unfortunately let him go, but at the, uh, at the, uh, opportunity of keeping, you know, about 20 mil a year for however long they want to sign him. And also on that note, out of the park, 19 has uh, Tyler Wade becoming a five star player. So maybe he could be our second baseman. You know, I'm still going to hold on to that one. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Get rid of DD. Wade takes over second. Wade would probably take over short. No, it's kind of nuts, and I guess you can say this with a lot of guys, so this is a little obnoxious, but if Tyler Wade could hit 280, he's a really good baseball player. <laughs> but you can literally say that about Like, Well, I, I guess no. Not everyone has speed and defense, but like, we've seen Tyler Wade play really good defense. We've seen him. He runs really well. Um, <laughs> if he could knock it around. He could be solid. I I think uh, I, when I was getting loopy on my my airplane ride, I was thinking think, thinking about getting my uh, 2019 Yankees manifesto article, and there'd be a nice Tyler Wade section because like, is this guy going to be a 10 year MLB starter, good player, or is this guy not good at baseball? We'll see. What do you think about not bringing Didi back and having Glaber move over? You kind of said that. Yeah. Too far know, out. DD's, too far out for me. Yeah, the DD stuff's kind of weird, right? Um, like they, DD looked. I mean, this sounds a little obnoxious, but DD looked good when we saw him at spring training, just having a blast. Um, he Do was, you think if DD wasn't injured right now, okay, he would have signed an extension already? Um, I think they would have talked about it. I think they would have talked about it. I, what I saw the beat writers saying was it seemed like the Yankees and Didi had some brief brief contract negotiations, but it didn't sound like they were too close. And and that's what I've been trying to say is, like, if Didi comes back and plays half a season of what we've seen Didi do lately, hit 270, OPS in the 800s, the last quality shortstop to hit free agency 
was Jose Reyes before he got paid, and he got over 100 mil. So if Didi comes back and is healthy and hits a baseball, I think Didi's getting paid paid this offseason. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. The injury makes things so hard for him. Yeah, and that's... Especially I, it, probably like writing, wiping his butt. Right. Sure. He can still take pictures with the best of them, though. Yeah. He looked pretty mobile. He looked pretty normal. I mean, we saw him throwing a baseball, too. And I, I don't know. They came out with those quotes that saying, like, they weren't going to rush him. And it's looking like July. I don't know. Just give him but, some HGH. Oh, works hello. for Pettit. Andy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got two more voicemails. Hey, sure. this is Aiden from the Jersey Shore. I'm calling for Talking Yanks. I had one cold stove question before uh, the start of the season, and it's whether you believe the MLB's rule changes will actually help create a new audience because I'm in high school and there's really not a young audience for baseball. So I was wondering if you thought those rule changes would actually work. If not, what would be some of your ideas? I love the show, and uh, thank you for listening to the question. Uh, do you think the rule changes that they're making will help a young audience grow? No, I don't think rule changes are the issue there. I just think it's marketing and stuff. And also like Aiden, it's awesome that you listen to talking Yanks and and that. But if I like met like a 16 year old in high school and they're like, yeah, I just can't watch every game because it's a lot of games and I'm a 16 year old. I'd be like, that's totally fair. Baseball's baseball's a little more of an adult life kind of sucks. Uh, let's work all day <laughs> and go home and put the game on to relax. <laughs> Tell you well, no, no, it's funny. You, like you, football you, plays once a week, Jake, on a Sunday. Of yeah. course, high school kids are going to be able to follow that and be involved. Yeah. There's there's I no mean, way baseball even, can even compete. adults too. like fantasy football. Like it's the easiest sport to be a casual fan. Yeah, yeah, it's the easiest sport to be a casual fan. of. It's it's 16 games once a week. Jimmy, I don't know if you noticed this when when you were with me in Tampa, but I'm. I'm always, always trying to think of a joke, hot take, but, um, or I always just instant reaction. Like I'm going to say something. I'm not, I'm not thinking I'm never thinking, put that on a shirt, but I don't know if, if you saw anyone that comes up to us or comes up to me and they'll be like, Oh, what are you guys doing? And I'd be like, you know, even if we're at a restaurant and they'll be, I'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, we, we have a Yankees podcast. I, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing now. And they'll say like, They'll say something like, oh, I don't really watch baseball. And just like knee-jerk, I'll be like, oh, you're not missing much. You did say that a couple times. And it's, I think it comes from a really pissy place because I'm basically secretly saying what I'm now putting my life into, you're not interested in. (laughs) So I think that's the root of it. But it's, I mean, it's just tough for the younger market. I'm hoping we see some good things in in future years. And, And dude, now that we've seen that these guys can still get paid, like if they made, you know, the signing period a two week period or something like that, that would be an electric two weeks. Like the players still got paid, or the a lot of the big guys. If you put it in a tighter time frame, a it would just be electric, um, and it would bring eyes on baseball for two weeks. Um, so I I think there's some little things like that that baseball can add that'll that'll start making it a little more relevant. The, you're right for. To fully get involved in the younger crew, I don't know. I mean, when I was in high school, I'd have my friends. Like my house was the party house, like that '70s show. I was, yeah. I was Eric. We yeah. uh, turned my garage. We had like three couches in there. We carpeted out. We had TVs, and after every day of high school, they would, you know, everyone would come over to my house, and we'd just hang out forever. Sure. But like my friends were like, Jimmy watches every Yankee game. <laughs> Yeah. And like in college too. That was like I was like always my thing and I was always the one person in the group group that liked e- watching every baseball game and I was never like blame anyone. Like they'd be like, "Hey, we don't want to sit here and watch a game every night." And I was like, "That's fine. I do." Right. But yeah, it's not really geared for a young audience. For me, that was Yankee games were my pretend homework time. Like, I'd, I'd have my homework set up in front of the TV for three hours, so my mom would be like, yeah, Jake's got to be doing his homework, right? It's like, no, not at all, Mom. She's listening. Love you, Mom. You remember, Jimmy, in, co- I- remember in college, we, we, like, wanted to hang out on the front porch of our house? Sure. And I bought that tiny TV just so I could put the Yankee games out there with us? That was fun. We didn't yeah. do it a lot. Did it, like, twice, maybe. Porch wasn't comfortable. 
So I actually kind of brought this up uh, with my girlfriend. We were, we were sitting in the airport, and I was like, just, you know, some of the things you follow. Like, what, what do you think we could add to Talking Yanks? Like, just the Instagram account, Twitter, blah, blah, blah. And she, her first thing was, like, she, you guys should cover their pets more. And I was like, you're absolutely right. We're, we're, we're missing a lot on the Yankees' pet coverage. She was like, are there any, like, famous baseball relationships? Because, like, that's a big part of the NBA. Like, there's a lot of famous people, and it's who's with who, and there's the Kardashians are involved. So we got down the Jordan Woods thing. And A, by the way, I've got a new Jordan Woods conspiracy theory that, I mean, it was all just set up by the mom because that's what she does. I have no idea who Jordan Woods is. Yeah, uh, if, if people need to talk about it, they can come to me and not you. And I think our listeners kind of know that now. <laughs> but yeah. um, I'm saying watch out for this in the next few years. What? I think a Kardashian girl is coming for Judge. <laughs> or maybe uh, Stanton. Uh, but I'm telling you, like, I... It just fits their storyline, and it might be good for baseball. It could bring some eyes, but I see you and I hating it because it's not baseball. I, it's insulting that you think Judge would date a Kardashian. Stanton makes a lot more sense in my head right now. Yeah, a lot more sense. Okay, I'm I'm just saying one of the in the next here's Jakey hot takes in the next three years, one of the Kardashians is going to come out and say they want to date Judge or Stanton. Maybe dating a baseball player would suck. They're gone all the time. But it's New York. It's the Yankees. That's yeah. Can you? Did you give her any famous baseball couples? Cole Hamels and his wife, Verlander and Upton. They're like the yeah. They're the most popular. Cole Hamels' yeah. wife was on like the Real Housewives of something, or or they made a show called Baseball Wives at one point. It was Cole Hamels' right. wife. But um, I mean, that's not even like being famous. Like that's <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> R.I.P. Clinton Faith. That was that was big for yeah. the youngins. Young oh, now Finger, fingers now, crossed for them. See, now Clint is dating that oh, real wow. ha- that real housewives of Atlanta daughter. Clint yeah. is the type of person that would date a Kardashian. Is that official? Real Are they officially dating? Can They're you officially that? being fucking losers on Instagram. <laughs> uh, I want your sweatshirt. You're hot. I want to yeah, move man. to New York. You're hot. <laughs> that's their con- that's their conversations. It's it's yeah, it's hot. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> hey boys, I'm calling for Talking Yanks. This is Suzanne from the DC metro area. I just, not anything super baseball related, but more so logistics for your podcast. I was just curious if you guys were going to keep doing voicemails into the season. I only started listening at the middle of last season, and you didn't have the voicemail line set up for that point, so I didn't know if you were still going to be doing it. Also, listening to your backlog. Any chance you guys are going to be doing stories from the stadium or players you've met? Just a couple questions in case you do ever want to do those things. I've met Tommy John multiple <laughs> times. He likes to visit upstate New York, the collegiate league we have where I'm from in New York. He is part owner or something like that, so he's always at the game doing photo ops and doing, like, announcing and stuff like that, throwing up first pitch. But, yeah, other than that, love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Some Suzanne with some back-end greenskeeping for the show. Yeah. Well, all right, so we – I had the voicemail line set up. We did it last offseason, and then I I thought nobody was calling all season right? because I stopped getting the emails saying you got a voicemail. And then this offseason, after they were eliminated, I was like, oh, we got to get this up and running again. And I just saw all these emails from the season. I was like, fuck, that's terrible. Yeah. But it's a good question. We haven't really talked about how we want to format everything going into this season. Because if you are a new listener and you just picked up in the offseason, what's up? You're awesome. Welcome. During the season, we do a lot of segments. Like this off season, yeah. it's free form. We're just talking. I kind of, I don't really like that, but it's kind of just how this happens in the off season. During the yeah. season, it's like Jake Burns each game. Those are awesome. I'm really excited to have those back I'm in my life. For those. And then we give out awards. We give out the Pride of the Yankee for that series. We give out the Yankee Motherfucker for that series. And then we give out two of our own awards that lead into talking points and stuff like that. We like to preview the upcoming series every now and then. So I'm just going to throw some things into the ether now, Jake, and maybe we'll get some feedback. Oh, wow. 
and then maybe we'll talk about it. None of this is concrete. This is just all the options going in my brain since I first ha- heard Suzanne's call. Dude, I was thinking about some of this th- today, too, when I said I was going into an airport day, so I'm excited right now. Yeah. One, we can keep it two episodes a week, series series recaps, but there'll just be longer episodes. We're usually around an hour 15 series recaps. If we wanted to work voicemails in, it would be longer. Daytime talk show, like daytime sports radio shows are three hours long. I don't know if that's too long for our podcast listeners if they just want, you know, a one commute thing. If they want a one commute thing, then maybe we do a series recap twice a week and then once a week, like we hit the phone lines and do an hour show that's just voicemails. We could do that. Um, We can scrap voicemails. We can do voicemails on another forum like Facebook Live or YouTube Live and not the podcast feed because I know that. Some of you are going to get in touch with us and say, put it on the podcast. Like, I want more. We love more. And that's, that's, there are a good amount of you guys that are awesome and love what we do and like are tuned in everything. But there's some people out there that might be turned off by that and be like, yo, that's too much. But we're doing shows every day right now and our numbers are awesome. You guys are crushing it downloading these PPPs we've I I think a week ago I told you we broke our record we broke it three times since then so things are going great so those are some ideas that I'm thinking um I don't know did you have any idea that was different than those Jim I was I was kind of on doing like a weekly voicemail app or something yeah um so I don't know I know that here's here's what you were kind of saying like I know just us mentioning this right now we're gonna have some of our great fans reach out to us and be like yes do the weekly voicemail episode but we don't we we have a good thing here we don't want to water it down too much but i think there's definitely room for it and uh it'd be awesome so (laughs) we are planning on doing five to ten minute shows most games on you pre-game post-game type deal on youtube live and facebook live like pregame, like as soon as the lineup's announced, okay, me and Jake go, we talk about five, 10 minutes, what we're looking for that game, matchups we like, our reaction to the lineup, Facebook Live, Instagram TV, YouTube Live. So like, we're going to try and do a lot more this year because uh, we need to. We, <laughs> we need yeah. to do more and we need to gain a bigger audience and keep going and we need to get more ads coming in so we can continue to do this and live our lives. Uh, so thanks, Suzanne, for the call, for sparking this little talk. This is cool. Uh, the chat right now is saying that we should do like a call-in episode. Now, we could do a call-in episode. That would be a lot of fun and take live calls. I somehow figured out the bootleg technology to make that work. It's The question then would be, do we put that on? Do I edit it down and put it on the podcast app, app as a call-in show? Because there's going to be downtime in between calls. I don't know how many calls we'd get because you guys have lives and work and stuff. So there's a lot of ideas. Jake and I are going to have to hammer it home. But you got to hear our first little conversation about it, thanks to Suzanne. And Suzanne said that? she's listening to our backlogs. When people that tell me that, us out. <laughs> when people tell me that, I get so scared because yeah. I have like, what the fuck were we saying back then? Yeah. But I don't, I don't know what I said in Luke Voigt's PPP today, and I got scared about that. So I can only imagine, like Suzanne, Suzanne, you could go back and hear us screaming at the nerds Cashman listens to, forgetting Luke Voigt. Yeah. Well, but she did say at one point we said we wanted to do stadium stories. Yeah. And and we got uh, some good ones. Encounters. Those would be fun to do. Uh those would be fun to do on like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, like if it was a segment, if someone had something good. So we should continue to ask for those stadium stories and, and stuff like that. Someone asked if they could come on the show with us, and we were thinking about making that another Patreon tier of if you want to donate like a certain amount more then we'll have a 10 minute question and answer. You can ask anything and it'll be up for all patrons to listen to and snippets will go to the social medias. That was an idea floated around because someone was asking us that they wanted to do that. Jake if and I can't, got, if any Jake of and I you couldn't guys, fathom that someone would like donate extra money just to talk to us, but whatever. I don't know. If, we'll see. If you guys have any idea that you want to see me and Jimmy will mold over and we'll probably do it. Um, <laughs> I yeah. I know, you know, there's been a lot of talks about me doing a live video podcast. It's just me and my dog, and we call it Jake Plays With His Noodle. There's been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, yeah. 
That's a good joke. <laughs> I like that one. Leave that in the reviews. Jake plays with his noodle. Tune in. These guys are idiots, but Jake plays with his noodle every now and then. I don't think I want to watch this. <laughs> It's just him and his dog every time. All right. Uh, one parting word from John Sterling, and then we will uh, send it out. The sun will come out. Tanaka. Dude, we didn't even mention him. Three innings pitch, one hit. Yeah, he gave up a triple to start it. Florial could have caught it, but had a bad route. Florial had two like, really bad routes today. He's only 20 years old. Um, anyway. And then he got out of it. And the cool part was that with the man on third, Gary kept calling in, calling for like, Put it in the dirt. Put it in the dirt. I, I tweeted it out because Gary was tapping his glove. Dirt yeah. it, dirt it. And he did. It was an awesome pitch. His splitter was crazy good. And in his postgame press conference, he laughed, which you're not going to see during the season. Yeah. He's very serious, you know. Look at this. Everyone in live chat. Look at this. Look at this cute guy. You like that, Jake? I do like that. Flor- Florial did just turn 21. I'll save you from anyone that attacks you for that one. And I think it's a beautiful thing. The We Are Idiots review that an hour and 10 minutes in, we talked about today's starting pitcher. <laughs> he did good. He did good. These guys are idiots. They didn't even talk about the starting <laughs> pitcher. They're idiots. What was he talking about him and his noodle for? Go Yanks. Tell him, Grams. Go Yankees. Are you getting the new grandma Go Yankees in there? I got to find it. An opening day thing? Maybe. It might I be. Gotta, yeah, I got to find it. I, it's on the recorder somewhere.